Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Teddy Talks podcast. My name is Teddy Parsons, your host and continued agitator for the next 30 minutes or so. I am so happy you are with us today. On today's episode, we welcome our special guest, Amina Hedaya Khalil, and I'm sorry, Amina, if I messed up your name. She's a professional (laughs) certified coach, an international keynote speaker, author, and the founder and owner of Adir Interpersonal Intelligence. And this is located in East Lansing, Michigan. Hi, Amina, how are you? I'm fine. How are you, Teddy? It's so good to be here with you today. Yes, thank you so much. So would you say your last name so I can be redeemed? <laughs> oh, you, you, you said it perfectly. It's Hidayat Khalil. That's the, the same that you said it. So thank oh, you. Well, th- no, thank you. <laughs> it sounds much better when you say it. So. <laughs> I'm used so, to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have a weird first name. Trust me, I get it all the time. So um, again, welcome to the podcast and thank you for joining us today. So well, thank you is- for the invitation. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So who is Amina and what should our listeners need to know about you? Um, I'm very, uh, the first thing I always love to say about myself is that I'm a very proud mother and a grandmother. So that's, that's my biggest accomplishments here. Um, I'm a certified professional coach and originally I'm from Egypt and I came to the United States when I was, um, I'm not going to say age. No, let me say (laughs) 1975. And I've been living here since then. And um, I love the journey. I, I'm a huge learner. I've gone through Michigan State. I've done another bachelor degree. I've, you know, like it's just, I just enjoy learning and then giving back to the community and giving back to the people what I learned. Yeah. And you are a great coach. I had the uh, honor of sitting through one of your courses and it was amazing. So, So Amina, can you please explain exactly what is interpersonal and intrapersonal intelligence? What are, what are those differences? Oh, absolutely. So the, I'll start with the intrapersonal because that is the inner part, the, the, the inner relationship with ourselves. This is how we get to know ourselves. This is how we, we, what we call also uh, self-regard, how we see ourselves, what kind of capabilities we know about ourselves. So the relationship uh, with ourselves is, is again, something some people would like to learn, but some people are very fluent with it. Now with the interpersonal is how we reflect that with other people. So building relationships, communication skills, all kinds of different um, levels of relationships, you know, whether it's a family work uh, with the global community, whatever. So it's, and I always say how your inner dialogue affects your outer dialogue. Okay. So, you know, I do, I know that um, as a professional certified coach, you do a lot of work centered around emotional intelligence are also known as EI. Can you tell our listeners exactly what is emotional intelligence? Oh, absolutely. So uh, emotional intelligence actually is a set of emotional and social skills. And those emotional and social skills uh, collectively establish how well we, you know, how we perceive and express ourselves. That's the beginning, you know, because again, there is five different composites here we're talking about. So how we express and perceive ourselves and then how to develop and maintain relationships, as well as how to cope with challenges and use the emotional information that we have in an effective and meaningful way. 
So the emotional intelligence really is, it has like five different components in it. The self-perception, self-expression, the interpersonal part, decision-making and stress management. Just in a nutshell, in a big nutshell here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think and it's way deeper than that, but you did a great job of explaining it. So how can emotional intelligence training assist today's busy professionals and top level leaders? What are the true benefits they can get from that? Oh, there's so many benefits to get from that because when, and we know, Teddy, you know, like I'm sure that you've read reports that leaders who are, who score high on their EQ or IQ, um, sorry, not IQ, but the EQ or EI, um, these are the most successful leaders because they get to understand their own emotional uh, dynamics that goes in inside of them. And at the same time, they do understand, appreciate where their employees or their teams or the people that they work with are going through. So at different levels, there's so many benefits of um, leaders learning how to manage and how to express uh, emotional intelligence. So what we'll do, Amina, is um, on the description for this podcast, we'll make sure your website's on there. Uh, So uh, area leaders, business leaders, and professionals can reach out to you more about emotional intelligence. Um, So in your professional opinion, what is the biggest mistake you feel that our leaders are making when it comes to leading their organizations today? What do you think we need to improve on as leaders in our businesses? First of all, communication skills. This is something that um, other than emotional intelligence, uh, I love to work with leaders in uh, conversational intelligence. This is how when, when we talk and when we use our emotions to express something, we can express something to our teams or um, to our, um, you know, like the employees that we work with in a way that they might feel threatened. They might feel that they have put in some sort of like a defensive mode or something. But when leaders are able to speak and use certain words that get the, the, the person in front of them um, working from their, what we call, of course, you know, like the neuroscience, the prefrontal cortex, where they are trying to find out the solutions, trying to find out ways of making things better. This way, leaders are able to extract from that employee a lot of their capabilities and a lot of their productivity. So the mistake that happens is what, I, I, there, uh, you know, like uh, there are several things I'm, I'm thinking about, but the most important thing here, again, is the communication skill. And uh, in emotional intelligence, this is how we can express ourselves in a way that is not threatening to others and it, not, and it will not cause any um, in a dysfunction. You know, it's not stated in a dysfunctional way. I don't know if that's, that answers your question, Teddy. No, it does. And I think you're right. I think we need to really work on uh, communication, not only at the top leader uh, level, but for all the way down through the organization. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Because communication and the conversations that we, and the words that we use, again, it produces emotions. And here is where there's the, the emotional intelligence piece comes very strongly. Okay, so bear with me as I get through this question, okay? Okay, sure. (laughs) So as a certified executive and a certified professional coach myself, it Mm -hmm. always baffles me how someone will spend $500 on a Michael Kors purse or $300 on a jacket, but they will not invest in professional coaching to help them grow and succeed. 
how do we get others to understand the value and benefits of working with someone like you? Well, uh, I look at it again, we can never change other people except if they want to change themselves, right? So if the person has the awareness that there is something that is not helping them, that there is something that is costing them relationships, for example, that is causing them problems with their uh, employees, that is causing them even to feel angry, some things that triggers their, uh, or what we call also push their buttons, what pushes their buttons and they act or react in a certain way. Um, so if they have this kind of awareness, now this is costing me that, you know, maybe my partner, or this is costing me that I'm not being so um, liked by my, my team members, or I'm not being so, um, you know, like it's just this kind of awareness, the inner awareness that, and I, I don't want to call what they need to work on soft skills because this, the, you know, people look down on soft skills. Oh, what are talking about? I call these human skills. If we want to develop into better humans in a, in, in a, a capacity that we're able to deal with the world around us and be able to um, sort of like take under our wings the people that we love and the people that um, are in our circle. Um, I think that's when the person realizes that they need to work on that and they need a coach. I love the word human skills. I am going to steal that one, borrow it. I'm going to, I <laughs> love it. Do. Please yeah. do, yes. Please I think do. it. it's very encompassing. You know what I mean? Because we talk about self-management and transferable skills and, mm -hmm. um, and it kind of encompasses all of it, right? Human yes. skills. I yes, love it. human skills, because we have, we have technical skills, we have and what they call also hard skills. You know, these are the skills that how can you do something or how can you manage, you know, like the, um, how can you um, run a program or, you know, like those type of skills, but human skills, it's just the focus of who you are in that moment in what you want to accomplish. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so how do you see uh, excuse me, professional coaching changing over the next few years? Do you believe we will see this field grow and become more needed? Yes, definitely yes. We have, we have seen, uh, because I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but I, you know, like I'm an assessor for the ICF and um, I assess exams and people who go for their credentials, you know, and I listen to the exams and so on. And ICF are, you know, they're evolving their competencies. They are evolving their, uh, and developing new things all the time regarding coaching. And with the Institute of Coaching as well, where they are marrying coaching with science, um, we can see the involvement and the development of coaching through the years. Um, I can see that the changes since I started coaching many, many years ago, and since I got my certification, for example, and now how the, the industry itself changed uh, and that is why it's very important for people to get their professional certifications from an accredited school with the ICF and from a, a well-standard school. This is very, very important that, yes, it will be very much needed because as we were talking before, the, the coaching skills is needed so much. Uh, when I was a mentor coach for a school, um, a coaching school, a very prominent coaches school. I had people from all over the globe 
from different walks of life coming to learn coaching. So we can see that it's the importance of it at all kinds of levels. So yes, it's going to be much, very much needed as we go on. You know, Amina, as we talk about the coaching, um, uh, now I'm going way back and, you know, when I received my uh, certifications, but I did mine through the World Coaching Institute, we know as WCI in Florida, mm -hmm. and under the direction and instruction of uh, Master Coach Cheryl Thacker, who I'm mm -hmm. going to give a shout out. She's incredible. <laughs> and so, you know, well, I didn't know we can mention names, you know, then I'll, I'll mention mine. Yeah, too, so. <laughs> please, yeah no, please do. Where, tell, tell others where. And so I, before you do that. Um, no, no, continue, I, please. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you. Um, yeah, we always want to name drop here. If we can network and collaborate, we always oh, name drop. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, through ICF, the International Coaching Federation, can you take and get your designations from them as well? Or do you, is that where you go? Uh, or is that more of an association? No, that's more of an organization that gives the accreditation and, you know, calculates, of course, the hours that you've worked, you know, all kinds of different things that you have to submit. And there is an exam that you have to go through, a three-hour exam. There's also the, uh, the credentialing process where you record sessions. And again, like what I do, I assess exams, I listen to sessions and you know, whether that person is qualified or I, you know, give certain um, marks for it and so on. So, um, yeah, it's, I don't know if there are, okay, they are developing some programs, um, but again, it's, uh, it's in the making that people can get certified from them by, uh, through certain programs, but you know, like it's too early to tell right now. I think it's in the, in the process. So Amina, like I said, being a big name dropper, can you tell us where you went to school? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely, because I'm very proud of my school as well. So I went to IPEC, which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And the big shout out, of course, to Dr. Bruce Schneider, who was the founder of IPEC. And IPEC has grown so much. It has like over, I can't remember, 40 or something different coaching centers around the world. But of course, now with covid you know, all, every, all the training is online, um, but there are centers all over, you know, in the United States and in, in Europe, in Singapore and Dubai, <laughs> like they're opening all over. One day I wanted them to open in Egypt as well, but the revolution happened in Egypt and that didn't work out. Wow. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I've heard of IPEC. It's funny because when you were saying that at first, I was thinking IPEX, which is a Davenport program. Then oh, I realized no. that it's not what you meant. So, okay. No, no. So what do you think makes a good coach? What qualities or traits do you think makes a good coach? Well, other than the training, of course, that they get um, a great listener, listening at a deeper level, getting to understand the different levels of human behavior, human perception, getting to understand what we call the goal behind the goal. Because as you know, as your professional coach also, you know that when people come with um, an issue that they need to be coached around, you know that there is a deeper issue, issue going on there. So how to coach around that? There are so many different skills that I can talk about, um, again, it's, um, you know, like I can give you a list of <laughs> all kinds of different things that makes a great coach. And this is, um, it's, it, I can talk like for until tomorrow about that. But, but mainly what I see is, again, listener, 
being present, totally present, no distractions whatsoever, totally, you know, like um, connected to the client, understanding human behavior, human perception, and also going underneath what's behind the words. And, and this is why I say that coaches really need to read in psychology and to understand human behavior um, in, a, in a deeper way. Yeah, I am having a flashback to my um, school days where I remember the golden rule was 80-20, where you listen 80% of the time and only speak 20% of the time. And then also, um, you know, we learned a lot about when a coach needs to take off their coaching hat and mm -hmm. speak to someone. Do you, do you recognize that as well? There's times where you need to step outside of the coaching realm and maybe suggest to somebody, I'm going to suggest that you see a therapist or something like that. Have you ever been in that situation? Oh, yes. Yes. Several times, especially if, uh, as the example you mentioned, Teddy, if, especially if the person, I feel that they need therapy more than coaching or uh, in addition to coaching. So, um, and I did, you know, like I did refer other people to therapists before, um, but the other part also is um, taking permission. When I step into that mode, you know, I, I ask permission from the client. Um, do you mind if I share something with you or something around that? And it depends whether, you know, talking about therapy or talking about something that I feel that, um, you know, like it, it would help them great deal to think about. This is just something to think about. So yes, definitely. But I always take permission first because it's their, their time. Yeah. And I think another one that I do a lot of is um, I've actually seen coaches that I've counseled and worked with that um, I caution them on not telling people what they're saying, but mm -hmm. to mirror back, to say what I heard you say. What I yeah. think I heard you say was this, to repeat it, to validate it. Absolutely. Would you agree with that? Because I've heard a lot of coaches say, well, what you said was, or I think what you meant to say was, and I'm like, no, you can't tell people what they meant no. to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I agree with you totally. Because when hearing, of course, you know, like is different also than, than what you said, you know, yeah. because what I heard you say is I'm, I'm taking it in with my own perception, with my own way of understanding the meanings of the words. And, and sometimes, you know, like I, I, my clients know this about me that I tell them, I would really like to double click on a word here that you said. So you, you said this word. So uh, would you please explain what that word means to you exactly? You know, if I'm not sure about if I heard something and I need to explore a little bit more. Yeah, and I like the reason I like what you're saying is double click or what we call mirroring back is mm -hmm. it gives that a person an opportunity because they're kind of hearing you say it again. And they're yeah. like, no, that's not what I meant at all. So I think it's also a great opportunity to, uh, you know, rephrase or revalidate. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Acknowledging and validating is, is one huge skill that coaches, again, when you say great coaches, yes, that's what they need to have. So, Amina, what other services do you offer at Odir? Um, so, you know, like I said, we're going to put your website information there. What can other um, other people find, our listeners expect to find on your website? Um, and then uh, I also noticed on your website, kind of a double question here, that you offer a mastermind group. Can yes. you please share with our listeners what that is exactly? Well, my focus right now also is on resiliency. Okay, okay, so how to become resilient and so on. So I'm offering a mastermind group and I call it actually, it's a mastermind class more than it's just a group 
because when we when we meet, we talk about resilience, we discuss it. And then uh, one of the things that I do is that, you know, like we call the hot seat coaching. <laughs> so coach people in the moment around something that they are um, um, going through or something like that. So um, that is my focus right now. And also I did some time ago, a mastermind uh, class also around relationships. Okay. I really like the resilience thing. And are you designing that? And is that more as a focus because of the pandemic and uh, uh, letting people know they're more resilient than what they believe they are? And I, I mean, we've all had to come pretty resilient through the last year. Don't you agree? Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. And here is where, um, see, along the years, I myself went through a lot of experiences, you know, going through to wars and, you know, like, all kinds of different things that I'm not going to get into here now for our purposes. But, but the thing is that I found that when you have gone through some big challenges or even just simple challenges, there are certain components that are from within that can be sort of like, um, you know, like you, the, the light is shining from within with that component in particular. Like, for example, if there is somebody that has gone through um, a breakup, for example, but they found that their courage to step out of the relationship, for example, or build a new life or something, they tapped into that piece in them. And this is where in that, in that program, I, I focus on what are those inner components. We have intrinsic components and we have extrinsic components. So what are these components and where they come from, how to build those, how to recognize that they are truly in you and how you can use them in other parts or in other times when you meet challenges. You see, so resilience is such a powerful and resilience is such an, an, an enormous science, you know, because it depends on psychology, sociology, communication, neuroscience, you know, all kinds of different things. So it's, it's encompassing a lot of what is going on inside and what we own, as well as how we can show up in those challenging times um, with our strength and with our inner components, as I call them. Yeah, I, I really like that. So Amina, I always tell people when they ask me, like, um, as a, a certified coach, you know, professional coach or executive coach, they or even a certified career coach, they will ask me, you know, about coaching. And I, my tagline is coaching is a gift we give ourselves. Would you agree with that? I totally agree. Yes. And remember, I, I mentioned also that coaching is um, a skill that a lot of people need need or want or desire, or it would benefit them tremendously to learn. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. And I know that you and I are, uh, have been talking about, um, you know, bringing, working together. So we'll keep our listeners updated on that. And I look forward to it. I really it would be a pleasure. It, yeah. it would be a pleasure, Teddy. Yeah. And I respect your work. So, okay. This is always the tough question I ask people, but where do you see yourself in the next three years? What, what's going to come up for Amina? What, what, what would you like to see in the next three years for yourself? I'd like to see that coaching is spreading, that people recognize its, um, its benefits. And, uh, you know, put, we've, I, we talked about, you know, putting together coaching class and so on. And um, this is something that is very important. I see the resilience program also growing because I found a lot of benefit in it. And a lot of the, the when I ran it with for the experiment at the beginning, it was wonderful. It 
got great results. When I ran it another time, it did wonderful as well. So, you know, like little by little things are going to grow. And, and also my podcast, I started a podcast about resiliency and uh, I, you know, um, you're, you're going to be one of my guests soon. (laughs) And um, this is something that I feel is very, very much um, people are going to start noticing more and more about those, those inner components and how to use them. So three years from now, yes, definitely those programs are going to be growing and a lot of people are going to benefit tremendously from it. Yeah. And again, I mean, uh, um, we will make sure when you let me know about the next resilience course, we're going to let people know about that. We'll get the word out as well, because it sounds fascinating. Oh, thank you, Teddy. That would be wonderful. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to being on your podcast. I, uh, you know, I always enjoy speaking with you. Uh, So my friend, unfortunately, our time together is coming to an end. Do you have any final thoughts or parting words as we prepare to say goodbye? Oh, just want to thank you so much, Teddy, for, you know, for inviting me as well as I really appreciate all the work that you're doing. And you're coming from a place of pure service, you know, and pure heart to help people and serve people. And I really enjoy talking with you. So thank you. And I hope that our listeners will benefit from uh, understanding what is coaching all about and how it operates. Well, thank you so much, Amina. You know, and between you and I, I'm sure they won't have a chance to forget about us. So we'll make sure of that. So (laughs) so thank you again uh, for joining me today on Teddy Talks. I have truly enjoyed our conversation and hope we will see you again on a future episode. You can find out more about Amina and how to connect with her at teddytalks.com. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Teddy Talks. Remember, no matter where life's journey takes you, it's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, some hot tea, or a martini, and let's keep talking.